This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Welcome back. Our final half hour today. Afternoons on News Talk 770. Rob Breckenridge with you. 403-974-8255. When is a good time to start trick-or-treating, by the way? Uh, I like to get it uh, out of the way as soon as possible. Um, But no, probably, uh, what, six-ish? I think it's typically when uh, when the kids get out. So uh, it should be a fun night. I do prefer it when, when Halloween's on, on the weekend. But, um, you know, today's the day, and uh, hopefully everyone has a, a fun night. It seems every year we tend to get worried about something. It always seems to be some kind of, of Halloween panic that we get caught up in. And while there may be legitimate issues, maybe kids, uh, you know, getting crazy or... You know, maybe sometimes kids starting across the street, not watching where they're going. Uh, I don't think they're they're really big things that ever seem to be an issue. I think Halloween, for the most part, is a pretty safe and and fun holiday. So why does it seem like we always find something to get worked up about each year? Uh, Well, joining us to explore some of those questions, someone who's written a lot about uh, this issue, Lenore Skenazy joins us, founder of the Free Range Kids Movement, freerangekids.com, also contributor at reason.com. Lenore, great to talk to you again. Welcome back to the show. Oh. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Rob. I'm, this is like my favorite topic. So oh, that so it much. is. That's well, a fun topic. What seems to be the big panic this year that you've been able to, to deduce oh, so far? Oh, gosh. You know, of course, clowns uh, oh, yes. top of the list. You know, yes. schools are telling kids, don't come as clowns. Are they really? Told, don't dress as clowns. Yeah. You know, that one actually doesn't even bother me. It's it's a blip. I mean, it's a yeah. weird thing that happens to be happening this year. What, what really upsets me, I was just reading, my gosh, this one... Um, newspaper clip that I was about to tweet, uh, except now I'm talking to you, from the, a New England newspaper from, a, from their police department, and it gives a list of tips, and it literally, I counted it 10 times, it tells you in different wording to inspect your candy, worry about candy, don't, use, don't take open candy, have parents look at your candy first, whatever you do, don't eat candy along the way, if, if there's candy with a hole in it, or a gash in it, or a needle sticking out of it, or a bomb, you know, attached yeah. to it, please do not eat it, if it says poison all over it, maybe don't, uh, you know, don't pop it in your mouth, but it goes on and on as if as if it's real, as if children are being poisoned by their neighbor's Halloween candy, which has never, ever, ever happened in the history of the United States. And we act as if we're being wise and prudent to keep repeating these admonishments when actually all we're doing is saying your neighbors might seem nice, but they're probably out to kill your children, so don't trust them. Yeah, that's, that's not a good motto to live by, but I mean, that's that was, that was the thing when I was a kid, and that was a long time ago, and it, I mean, it's it still seems to be an issue, but as, as you pointed out your, your piece today at Reason.com, no one's ever found an example of this. No, no one's ever found an example of that. A man named Joel Best, who's a sociologist at the University of Delaware, has devoted part of his life um, actually, he's very interested in panics, but he was particularly interested in this one. And he looked at newspapers going back as far as 1958. He looked at newspapers um, that for dated like November 1st, 2nd, and 3rd across the country, you know, for over 50 years, uh, to see if there were stories of children who were poisoned by strangers' candy. And actually, he only found one story once of a child who was poisoned by a pixie stick. And in fact, the pixie stick was given to him by his father, who had just taken a life insurance policy policy out on him, which is just Mm. horrifying. And the dad uh, was in debt and he killed his kid. And he thought, I'm sure he thought that like, oh, there are so many kids poisoned by strangers today. What's one more? And in fact, 
there was there were zero except for his son, and he was found guilty of murder and executed. So it's not like it's happening all the time. But but the current day mania that follows the same tradition of it never happened, but let's keep worrying and 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 scaring parents and and warning children about it anyway, is the idea that sex offenders, registered sex offenders, are handing out candy, waiting for children to come trick or treating at their door so that they can pounce on them and rape them and. Finally, an organization that's trying to uh, dial back the panic asked the media, you know, they threw down the gauntlet. They said, okay, you're warning children, you know, never go to anybody's house that's on the sex offender registry. And, you know, you're publishing maps of here's where all the registered sex offenders live. Can you give us one example ever of a child who was uh, raped or molested by a registered sex offender when they went trick-or-treating at his house? And in fact, there is no, there's there's no story of that. There's no, that's not a crime. It hasn't happened. And researchers, especially um, a woman named Elizabeth Letourneau, who's now at Johns Hopkins University, wanted to find out whether there there have been these increasing um, strictures on people who are on the sex offender registry on Halloween. Um, there used to be no laws. Now there are laws saying that they have to keep their lights out in some place. Some places they have to put up a sign, no candy here. Some places they have to drive to the precinct house and stay there um, during Halloween trick-or-treating hours so that they're not at their home. And a lot of um, cops are dispatched to the homes of people on the registry to see if they, ha-ha-ha, answer the house and try to hand out a Tootsie Pop or whatever. So she did some research and looked into um, whether, in fact, um, you know, sex crimes of children go up on Halloween. And not only did she find no um, evidence that they go up, it didn't change from before those laws or after those laws because it just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen that way. It's it's like the it's like the poisoned candy. It's a, it's it makes it sort of sounds like it must happen and it's scary and it sends a chill up our spine and it gives us something to worry about, but it's not um a real crime. And she said that when they finished doing the research for this um journal paper that they wrote, uh, they considered calling it Halloween the safest day of the year because there's absolutely no bump in sex crimes on that day. And yet across the country, um, the media is warning us, watch out not only for the, the poison but the, but the rape. And they're both not true. All right. Well, aside from, from those, those bigger existential panics, I mean, it does seem as though, and, and I don't know if this is a more recent trend, where we're, we're almost trying to suck the fun uh, out of Halloween, where, you oh know, a lot my of, God, right, so we're cracking down so on yeah. scary costumes mm-hmm. and scary right. lawn decorations yeah. and yeah, yeah. all of this. My, my, favorite, my favorite lawn decoration story is of a man who was told to take down his zombie uh, decorations because they were too um, realistic. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Which means that they looked too much like real zombies. There you go. <laughs> uh, well, and, and even, you know, the candy side. I mean, nowadays we're, we're trying to encourage kids to be healthy, right? Oh, and there's my all that God. Up, but People to, to are going to just... hand out toothbrushes right, and exactly. toys and pencils. I don't think a kid has used a pencil in 30 years. <laughs> you know, who uses a pencil? They're, that's an outdated thing. It's like, you know, it's like an, an awl or something, just something people don't need. But, yeah, the, 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 the existential fears sort of kicked in the industry of warning us mm-hmm. about things that we have to worry about on Halloween. And then, you know, I'm a journalist. I get paid by the word. You start coming up with crazy ones. There was, there was advice this year. I mean, I look, I scoured all the advice in the mommy blogs, and there was advice like, you know, avoid costumes that are too loose because kids could trip. Okay, that's an old one. But there was one place that said avoid short sleeves, short 
No, no, no. Short sleeves only. Avoid long sleeves. Why? <laughs> why? Do you know why? No, I can't imagine. <laughs> because it could catch on something. Oh, I mean, dear. should they not wear long sleeves the rest of the year, too? I mean, you're in Canada. Should you guys never wear long sleeves? You're going to have a miserable winter and fall and spring if you can't wear long sleeves. There's advice. Um, to, one, one mommy blog, a really popular one called She Knows, said... Um, go and trace the uh, route that you're going to take with your children, because, of course, you're always with your children um, this Halloween, and make sure that there are no broken sidewalks. I mean, how, how fragile do you have to think kids are that they can't? I mean, if you're waiting for absolutely smooth sidewalks for your kid to walk ever, uh, that, that means you're basically saying your child cannot navigate the ground. <laughs> You know, that, that's kind of a sad statement. Uh, but they go on and on. And uh, there's trunk or treat. Have you heard of trunk or treat? No. What the hell is that? Wow. Maybe it hasn't come up there yet. Um, trunk or treat is an increasingly popular, quote-unquote, safe alternative to trick-or-treating, which once again begins with the idea that trick-or-treating somehow isn't safe, which it is. And um, so instead, cars gather at a parking lot of a community center or a church or a city hall, whatever, and they make a circle with the trunk side in. So you're making a vast circle. And then everybody opens their trunk, and into the trunk they pour candy. So kids can make like a 30-second round of all these trunks and gather the candy. And what kills uh, me about that, I know, it's so, I mean, in a way, it's... Lame. It's, it's lame is what it is. It's so lame. Yeah. It's so lame. And, and what, what it does is it assumes that Halloween is about candy. So why not just candy, get candy as quickly and easily as you can, and then everybody goes home? But Halloween is about independence. <laughs> Halloween is about kids practicing being an adult. Even a kid as young as six or seven finally gets to be an adult. They wear, you know, they're a rock star, or they're a zombie, or they're an accountant. They're something grown up. Um, they go outside at night. That's grown up. They go around the neighborhood. They get to know their neighborhood. They talk to other adults. That's grown up. They're actually working. You know, right. is can I trick or treat? That's a that's cold calling, right? They're cold calling, hoping <laughs> that exactly. somebody will answer the door and give them something for their efforts, which is work. But here's, um, but, but here's the thing, Eleanor. We've talked about it before because nowadays we, we we seem panic at the notion that kids are going to the park by themselves or kids are walking right. to school by right. themselves. So the notion right. now that we're going to set them loose in the neighborhood at night to go collect mm -hmm. unhealthy snacks, I mean, it just right. seems I'm to go right. against everything we're, we're, you know, we're I, being told I, these days. I totally agree, but I, I think it actually, I mean, I, I don't know how I would ever prove this, but I have an inkling that it actually, you have it flipped. I think we started out by thinking that people were poisoning our children on Halloween, and from there we got to the fear of like, well, why would we let our children out in the neighborhood, and what if what are our neighbors doing, and maybe they're all poisoners and, and rapists. And I think, I, you know, the, 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 the hypothesis I have, and I'm not an academic, is that we test market our fears on Halloween. You know, how much can we change this holiday? How much can we make it into all about stay inside, be supervised, only only eat, you know, factory-wrapped snacks, nothing homemade? Um, how, you know, don't put on face paint because it could leach toxins, but don't wear a mask because it will, you know, obscure your vision. How many – I just feel like Halloween was sort of the, the – the spongy, soft ground that we uh, planted the seeds of fear in, and then they just, they just like a vine, they just took over all of childhood. Because 
it was the one time that was really dedicated to childhood independence and to parents getting the heck out of there and letting their kids have a night of freedom. And once we decided that that was impossible, you know, a, a night that had enshrined freedom in it, then we just started sucking freedom out of the rest of childhood. Uh, it's depressing. Uh, but at, <laughs> it's least, depressing. at least there's send a pushback. Send your kids out. It's not depressing. At least you there's can a push back. Yes, yeah, push back. Exactly. Send your kids outside. You exactly. know, send the six-year-old with a nine and a ten-year-old. And the only thing I'd say is, do make sure they're wearing reflective clothing. That is the one thing that does go up on Halloween is yep. pedestrian, you know, danger. So, so make sure your kids know how to cross the street. That is your job as parents, not to keep them inside the whole time, but to teach them how to cross the street safely. And, you know, give them whatever parameters you want. If there's a neighborhood you find too dangerous, okay, you know, they, they don't have to go there. And um, that's it. I'd say that's it. They can eat whatever they want. They're not going to be poisoned. Nobody's been poisoned. And they can wear whatever they want so long as they can see and just make them seeable. Absolutely. Well, more at freerangekids.com. Lenore, always fun chatting with you. Thanks for joining us here. Oh, thanks. Thanks for letting me prattle on. Okay. <laughs> we love it, Lenore. Thanks again. Lenore com, also a contributor to Reason.com. That seems pretty sensible, right? I, I do get that. You know, if I had my way, Halloween would actually be like in August or something, where it's nice out, it's light out, it's the summer, kids are off school. Halloween would be really, really fun in August. Because, you know, it's still late till like, or light out rather, till like, what, 10 o'clock-ish? That's perfect. So the problem with tonight, at least now that we've moved the time change, not as bad, but it's still going to get dark by, what, around 6.30-ish. It's going to be a little chilly out, just above freezing. I think we, we've had worse. But that's the problem, right? We got to bundle up and, you know, you can barely see your costume because you get so many layers on. I, I, I would rather see it. It would be ideal to have it in like a summer month where the costume is all you need to wear. You're not worried about freezing. You're not worried about kids crossing the street in the dark. You're not worried about them having to get up for school the next day. But we don't live in that world. It is Halloween. As Lenore said, though, it is, it's a safe holiday. Those are the kinds of things you should be worried about. Are, you know, your kid's visible because it's dark and it's, uh, you know, they're out walking the streets. Do you know where they're going? But other than that, what's the issue? What's the concern? 403-974-TALK. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.